What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. I'm here tonight with the one and only Jace and Chief. We're going to talk about a lot of things, including the real allegory of the Matrix, Mulan coming to Disney Plus with a catch, and some new John Wicks on the way. So, fellas, how you doing out there? I'm, I'm well, good. I'm well. Thanks for asking. Good deal. I love how you guys both managed how to are you? perfectly. Mulan We're is talking. coming to Disney Plus, but... You're not going to get it just from being a normal subscriber. You're going to have to pay an extra $30 for it. Then you'll be able, I mean, you can just have it forever. As long as you're a subscriber to Disney Plus, you've got Mulan in your library. You can watch it whenever. I think we talked about this earlier, that this was a good strategy for Disney in particular, because a lot of their movies are geared towards families. So you set it up where we get you a super max price. But then I was thinking they could do a setup where each additional viewing, it's a little less money. So you start out maybe at $30, then go to 20 and then 10 But they were just like, nah, you get it for 30 And it was interesting watching the debate on social media because some people were like, are you kidding me? I already paid $70 for this subscription. Why am I paying an additional 30 And I was thinking, if you were going to see this in theaters like it was originally set up, you, if you had three people, that's more than $30. So for a family, you're actually getting over. You don't have to pay $80 for the concession stuff, and you're good. You can have it forever. And I'm kind of feeling like a lot of people who subscribe to Disney Plus probably aren't going to get rid of it anytime soon. Like it's going to be one of those things like Netflix, where it's just, yeah, of course I'm keeping a subscription. So what do you fellas think about this? Chief, let's start with you. Um, well, you know, uh, <laughs> the old adage is you gotta gotta uh, pay to play. So listen, these are brand new movies. You're not complaining about paying for a movie on uh, Amazon. So why are we complaining about paying extra for movies on Disney Plus? I mean, yeah, the price is a little expensive. Um, I doubt they were gonna do twenty, twenty five. Um, but at least they're not doing a uh, $20 rent and then later on hit you with another $20 to own. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's a silver lining in that. So I expect, uh, I mean, if you want the movie, your family wants to watch it, then you'll pay. If not, you know, it is what it is. Um, Trust me, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what people want this year. I don't know what you want from 2020. Because <laughs> whatever you want from 2020, it's not good. You know what I mean? You're not going to get free movies and, you know what I mean? It's, this, this hasn't been a Shangri-La year. Uh, you know, you're sitting in the house with your family. It's movie night. You can blow 30 every two weeks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? You would you would go take them to see the little ones to go see it if you want. So it is what it is, you know. Maybe you know if you did thirty too much, you know if your friend rents it or buys it, go over their house, you know. But the complaining, it is what it is. Yeah, I think this is actually a pretty good deal when you consider if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you're you have the ability to take it on the go. So you can be in your car watching a movie and 
it's like you don't even have to worry about that access. It's not like you have to stay at home just to watch it. And I think that's a really strong selling point for it for families, assuming, of course, they like the movie. But I mean, these Disney live action adaptations of their animated films have tended to be pretty good. So I'm not expecting anything different from Mulan. There is some complaints from people saying this is a movie featuring people of color and this goes off to Disney Plus with a ripoff. This is going to be the first uh, Disney film in a long time featuring an Asian cast. And it's just whack that it doesn't get its due when they're not doing this for other movies. You know what's funny, though? Uh, you cry when you, you cry. Listen, no matter what road you take, there's going to be somebody crying. So if they had done a, you know, traditional whatever with a mostly white cast, there would have been somebody. Why Why couldn't the first movie be, you know, stuck with people of color or, you know, because you're, you're going to get the, you know what I mean? You're going to grab the wrong end of the snake no matter which end you grab it from. Right. It doesn't matter. Somebody's always going to be unhappy. Somebody's always going to be like, oh, well, you should have done this first or you should have done that first or this should happen first. But look, we're putting out, they're putting out Mulan. Cost you thirty bucks to watch it, just like you know what I mean. Any other movie, you know. Yeah, I don't it's, see the problem. All Asian cast. I feel like yeah. it's it's a deal. I mean, honestly, it's not like you're you paying be messed up. an extra extra surplus every time you watch it. I think people were. I mean, I I find it like kind of complaining to complain. It's like you get a bonus movie for your service for thirty dollars. You already bought the service, so it's not an added benefit. I mean, it's an added benefit. So families who are on the road can, like you were saying, Jeff, like you can rock Mulan on a road trip to your grandma's before you go to your social distance visit. And you can, I mean, you were paying, you, like you said, you own that movie. It's not like you're getting hit up every time for it, which I really think they could have done. And I think you still would have got families, but like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, I'm sure if they did that for the Lego movie, I'm sure parents would have been like, sign me up, just whatever. Just take as much money as you need to have these kids enjoy themselves. And to try and kind of put it like in the kind of a race connotation of it, it's just like, just that, that's, there are far more things to deal with race than this film. It's like, it's going to make money on demand. And it, it's like, you know, it could actually be the highest grossing video on demand. So, but is that an, oh, gosh, it's the worst thing ever? Like, no, get over it. I mean, don't stop stressing on stuff like that. It's interesting because we're at August now, and, you know, there's not a lot of movies that have come out, of course. So it would be interesting to see when this year wraps up, what's going to be the highest grossing film of 2020? Because at this rate, it's only going to be stuff that's come out from earlier, where it's like, okay, yeah, uh, Bad Boys. You're the top grossing film. So far, it is Bad Boys for Life at 204.4 million. 1917 is number two. Sonic the Hedgehog is number three. Jumanji The Next Level is four. And Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is number five. It's crazy, right? I mean, we're talking about movies that, for the most part, were out last year that still are raking in money this year. Antebellum, Not the Band, the Janae Monet film is also going to video on demand. This is the horror movie where she keeps flashing back to her ancestor who was a slave. Are you guys interested in this? And do you think this one will do well in that marketplace too? Uh, Chase, you want to start on that one? 
I guess not. Chase, go ahead. Okay, guess not. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I, I mean, especially since we've all been stuck at home, and I think we've seen a little bit too much racist stuff on TV. And even though trying to put it through a horror film perspective, I don't think this is almost one I'd be like, is it okay if we hold this one back till next year? You know, I don't know if this movie ever has a good release date. <laughs> it's just one yeah, of those things. Yeah, because... Like, uh, I, I was not interested when they first showed it. That was long before everything happened in 2020. But it's just like, I don't need to see that movie. I have no desire slash interest in watching another slave movie. I'm good. Yeah, I've seen enough. I mean, it's I like 12, Even 12 Years of Slave was like, I'm, I'm, I've seen enough now. Like, guys, let's... Y'all, y'all got it. I don't want to see this horror again. It's like I understand that each generation needs a film like this, but not every two years or every three years do I need to see that. Yeah, it's, right. it's. I'm not sold. I'm good. Uh, this is the 20th anniversary of The Matrix. This was the film that revolutionized the action movie genre with its cool special effects, wire foo, its slow mo action that was that quickly became the norm for so many films after that i mean it was just always oh gosh they're ripping off the matrix again um one thing is that's kind of come up over the years is that this film was an allegory for being transgender and when directors the former wachowski brothers who are now lily and lana wachowski came out as trans women they were saying that yes that was something that we were kind of talking about and lily wachowski said i love how meaningful these films are to trans people i'm glad that it's gotten out that was the original intention the corporate world wasn't ready for it uh the writer director added that matrix was all about the desire for transformation but it was all coming from a closeted point of view um okay um, let me see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that kind of worth talking about with that. But uh, Lily also said that the that they intended the character switch to be a man in the real world and the woman in the Matrix. And I'm always this, these kind of things always are interesting to me because you have the directors long after the fact saying, "Oh yeah, this is the original intent for this film all along." And I'm sure if you could look into films you could see anything i mean i think the matrix is a really easy one to say hey it's about a messiah so it's more of a christian perspective because neo dies to save everyone else and i think that's really easy he's the he's the one he's the chosen one he's fighting back against this antichrist and he's doing that thing so there's a lot of things where it's like if you want to see it, you could you absolutely could and i'm not dismissing anybody's take on the matrix i just think it's interesting that um, this is the, I don't say new narrative, but this is just another kind of where the directors are like, yes, that was actually our intent. My only thing with this is Switch had all of five lines in the movie, and I don't think they would have spent any time developing Switch any further to go, yeah, well, you know, this is my normal self and this is who I am. And I just think that was weird to kind of mention that, yeah, this is what we were always going to do with with Switch, who was basically a cannon fighter character um, just to get killed. So what do you think about that, Chief? You know, I don't know, man, because I didn't see any 
transgendered, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't you know, I, <laughs> uh, okay, if, if that's what you say, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, who am I to tell you it, it wasn't? But, you know, um, that is a, I guess it's all in the art, the artist's view of, of the situation, you know what I mean? Like, you remember in Boomerang when they gave, uh, uh, the Seven Up dude control of the uh, right. the project. He was like, "Man, just do what you want." And uh, <laughs> he had Grace Jones in there giving birth to the to the to the to the perfume. Right. It was his vision, I guess. I mean, you know, uh, who's who's to tell you what your vision should be or shouldn't be? I just I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't I didn't see that in that movie. You know what I mean? I didn't walk out like, hmm, yeah. That was, you know, that was a tip to to the transgender, but I mean, like I said, you know, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't my vision to see. I don't know. So, um, is that what this next movie is going to be about? You know what I mean? The transgender fight? I don't, I don't know. Um, well, you certainly wouldn't have a reason not to if that was the original intent. Maybe Neo right. will come back as a woman. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, after a, was it a ten year hiatus, twelve year, fifteen year hiatus? Twenty years since the first film, and I think the other ones were pretty close back to each other. Yeah, yeah, so that was the, whatever, year whatever the vision is, it best be damn good. That's all I say. Because <laughs> I'm trying to trying to think of how the sequels went along with that. I think maybe if you you know if you wanted to see it, I guess you could with the first one, but I don't know the second one too were. Man, I've watched the second one recently, and I have not a lot of desire to go and watch the third one. I've watched a lot of movies since, and it's like, eh, this franchise could have probably just ended with the second, with the first one. Jay's, what do you think? Okay, well, this is kind of one of those things that uh, they teach in logic class. It's called a uh, post hoc rationale, and that's really what this sounds like. It's like, oh yeah, this is totally what we're going. It's like. If I had a conversation, if I had a bug in you guys' office when you guys were ripping this off from the author, you know, that you guys had to pay and James Cameron had to pay that actually made the story that you guys ripped off, you know, whatever. But you, if you, I think there was not a bug in the ear that you guys were talking about this. I just, I just, I, I don't buy it. Um, the, and if you want to say that, if you want to say that now, I'll, I'll try and say, I'll, I'll play nice. Okay. You know, that's, that's what you want to go with. I think what else is like, if, especially the Matrix. Is like, I mean, the Matrix thing. I know you, you say you didn't watch it, but I think, as I always say, just cut it off after Neo dies. Just cut that movie off. It's a whole lot better movie. The, the, when they send the rules and the programs, it's like, so how does that all make sense about, uh, becoming a different person because I thought a Neo went from a, I'm sorry, a computer found out it could be a person. Yeah, the story yeah. gets a little convoluted as it plays out and I'm just like, uh, I can see your because it wasn't ripped off. That's because it wasn't ripped off from the person who originally did it. <laughs> they had to come up with some other story. Like now, I mean, like, cause this, this is always my, like when, like when, and this is kind of like what I was trying to figure out. I was like when J.K. Rowling said, like, a, like I was reading the book for like the Harry Potter, and then she was like, "Hey, after everything's done, hey, 
Dumbledore was gay. It was like, right. That's what I was thinking with this. Oh, like, well, where did I okay. miss that? Because, you know, if you want to say that, you're the creator, so whatever. But I just didn't see that at all. And I'm trying to figure out what was I missing or was it just a thing of, um, yeah. And knowing kind of her thoughts on some other realms of the LGBT community, it seems kind of odd that she would go, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is what I, mean, I was doing. I mean, like, because it's like, and, I, and like, I, I mean, like, from reading the books, it's like looking back with a different eye, you're like, okay, I could kind of see that if I stretch it in the most romantic way possible that he was, I mean, this person was saying it was like, okay, Dumbledore was talking about, you know, Gellaroy a little bit like, oh, I guess they probably were doing something that, you know, that you might not talk about in a children's book where a snake is eating somebody's neck. Okay, possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's a little um, bit too much for kids. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that that's the bridge too far. Okay. Um, but it, it was like, okay, that's what we're going to say. Like, then they, when she said, like, Oh, Nagini was actually a snake the whole time. That was something I, I decided I decided years ago. It's like, no, it wasn't. Like, stop. Yeah, like, I'm really not, not a fan big. of the fact. Oh yeah, this is what I was saying. This is what I was doing. Because I feel like you're the one that's making it, and if you really want to put it in there, you should. Not after the fact. Go, yeah, this is what I intended all along. Because it's like, well, who was telling you no, and why? Why did you not fight to get it in there? If that was what you really wanted in your vision in your movie. Yeah, like, I think like you said it right. Like we were talking earlier. Like the, now, when you said like the switch one, it's like. Switch wasn't somebody we would have been like, oh my gosh, I don't, why did they do that to Switch? It was like, we didn't know nothing about Switch. Switch had like three lines, like, no, not like this. And that was about it. Right. That's her like, only line. And remember. she's got two lines. So if you, you want, she wasn't the vehicle. I just don't buy that. It's like, All right. Let's move like, on. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Keanu Reeves is still going to be in the John Wick business, apparently, because a fifth film is now on the docket. It is going to be filmed back to back with John Wick 4. Um, I don't get tired of watching Keanu Reeves as John Wick killing people in creative ways. Are you guys worried that a fifth, fifth film may be stretching it too far? I like that segue. That was pretty good. You know, from Matrix to John Wick. Good job. Uh Keanu Reeves, I mean, like, I think if you just kind of come up with an endpoint for the story, I mean, because it's like this time he's going against the whole Assassin's Guild. And even like the, I mean, like, the third one, I was, I mean, if I had actually, you know, looked up with the Latin word, I mean, you know, what that meant, prepare for war versus, you know, Parabellum, like, oh, yeah, I guess I would have figured out this is really not the end of the saga. As long as they don't, it's like five is probably like, okay, that's probably a good number. Like, okay, it's preparing for war, ours war, and then just that crazy war. I mean, and I guess you fight the head of the guild at the end of the fifth movie. I think that wouldn't be a sh- He's done, I mean, they've done, the choreographers have done such an imaginative job on making really cool fight scenes. It's like, yeah, I could watch that. Just maybe a bare minimum of story. Good enough dialogue. Yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll sign off for it. Chief, what about you? Uh, Wick Man, it's, 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 you know, it's an action film. Uh, and, 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 you know, um, 
We're Americans, man. What do we like? We like we like guns. We like blowing things, blowing up. Um, you know, you put a you put a you put a halfway decent story in there. We'll 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 sit down and watch it. Um, so yeah, I mean, this John. I mean, you know, Chase is right. The the action scenes. I mean, everything's incredible. I mean, the first one was was off the chain because you you weren't prepared for the savagery of, of, of a guy named John Wick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two after it were, you know, the two, the, well, the three after it were good. Um, you know, um, Common had that little, when Common did a little thing together, you know, had that little mm-hmm. rivalry. Uh, this last one was the uh, betrayal of his boy from the mm-hmm. Continental. Right. Um, you know he's got he's got bullets to he's got bullets to put around, man. You know what I mean? And we want to see that should be the name of the movie: bullets to put around. Yeah, <laughs> bullets to put around, man. And we want to see we want to see that these bullets make sure these bullets reach their proper target. We want to watch that. Um, so you know I'm I know I'm down for for John Wick killing everybody, and I'm I'm sure you know everybody who's a John Wick fan is is um. And I, you know, I was having this discussion about Keanu Reeves earlier. With, with actually, several people I had a discussion with, and I said, "Well, you know, he's not a hell of an actor, but he gets he gets uh, these great action films or these action films or these great stories with these great actors in there with him, and they just." You know what I mean? They just work for him. Um, and so that's why you go see a Keanu Reeves movie. It's going to be Keanu Reeves, you know, uh, either great action or great storyline with another great actor or actress in that mix with him. So, Chief, so, I want to see for this next, for number five, I don't know if her she's able to do it physically still, but I would love to see him team up or fight Uma Thurman. So we get a little of that Kill Bill action in there from her, have her wield a sword, fighting John Wick. Uh, you know it would be funny if she was the character from right. Kill Bill. Yeah, right? like, like a crossover. That would be cool, but I'm, I'm sure... The Bride? Oh, yeah. I would be all you know. over that one. They, you know, they always keep talking about doing a Kill Bill three. It's like, um, this you can almost say, hey, Uma, mm. Uma doesn't. I mean, well, she could be like David Carradine and just you know sit and chill. She right. doesn't have to fight anymore. I mean, she has to do with one uh, really cool fighting scene. Right. Unless she's uh, gonna fight uh, the uh, what's the man's character, Jessica uh, Fox's daughter or something. Yeah. Well, so, but yeah. she wants Zendaya to play her daughter, which I think could be okay. Yeah, but I'd I mean, love to see like a new black be... girl get that role. But yeah, we don't do yeah. that now. Um, we'll, we'll see, man. I, I mean, it's gonna, but you know, John Wick is gonna be what? It's gonna be crazy action. It's gonna be headshots. You know what I mean? Two in the yeah. heart, one in the head. That's what he does. Um, <laughs> you know, there's this the the he might team up with Fishburne. Um, because they they kind of burned him in the last video. Uh, you know, like I said, man, and he's got to probably go back to the continental and fight his way either up or down till he gets to his man. 
who betrayed him. He's got he's got to put a bullet in there, and we're all eagerly excited to watch that bullet. Dude, while we're talking about other people to team up with him, maybe they should reach out to Carrie Ann Moss, go full all out with the Matrix reunion. Uh, if they, but if, if they did that, then we'd be like, why am I going to see the Matrix? I don't know if I'm going to see the Matrix for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're assuming too much. <laughs> All yeah, right. Yeah, I'm so, let's move on here. so here's another new movie that is coming based off of a very popular film that I don't know has as much interest for another outing. Dirty Dancing is going to have a sequel with Jennifer Grey. And I'm not sure how they're going to make that work. Because I feel like most of what got people interested in that movie was Patrick Swayze. And I don't know if if a dirty dancing set in 2021 or 22 is going to resonate as much with people. Are you guys, do you think there's any interest for this? Or do you think that's a good idea? Because I kind of think you guys won't see it either way. But just what's your take on it? Uh, I heard about this. Uh, dirty Dancing 2, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. Um supposed to be, uh, you know, isn't this what the Step Up movies movies before? Where's Channing Tatum when you need him? Um, <laughs> this is, this, isn't this what he does, though? Like, I and mean, we've watched, we've watched uh, Step Ups, we've watched all these different, like, yo, is there anything original anymore? Like, it seems weird be? because that was the sort of original thing, but I feel like the Step Up movies, like you said, are basically that same thing. And is there any reason to revisit? Like, oh, man, here's, I mean, like, they did a remake of Footloose. And it's like, how can you remake Footloose now? Like, what is this point? Dude, that remake, I, I watched the original came on the other day, and that <laughs> dance scene at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you can't. Right. That, that, that Kevin Bacon, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, what's his name? Penn, uh, 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 Chris Penn. Uh, you can't. Um, Every, you know, that was like, that's that 80s flow, man. Everybody was in their teens. We grew up with these actors and actresses, uh, you know what I mean? And you and you can't, like, let me, let me ask you this. I just named, except for that one girl who I don't know her name, Dusty's girlfriend. Lori Singer? Can you name? Ariel? Right. Can you name the... The, the the last footloose is I give you name 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 two of them. I had to look up to see who was in it. Kenny exactly. was the star. Julianne Ho was in it. Dennis Quaid and Andy McDowell were in it. I just that's were they? Dennis Quaid, Andy McDowell. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're a movie guy. You're a movie buff. I'm just looking it up. I, I'm, regular I'm person couldn't. I, I'm absolutely not that well-skilled in verse and Footloose sequel. It came out in 2011, by the way, in case you were curious. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You named the characters. I didn't know anybody who could name them. No, sir. I just looked it up. (laughs) Google machine told them. She's handy Google. Oh, okay. Okay, because I'm like, who who, who can name that? Who who knows the characters? Like, it's it's not, you can't, like, imagine Ghost, a second remake of Ghost. Like, how do you... You know, I, I can see you're assuming they're not going to make that. Like, I can see you redoing like, like a horror movie. You know, but that's what I'm saying. It wasn't. They have if you make a second, if it's a remake, first. it can't be a horror movie. Ghost was a love story, so if you it make a like second a remake horror, of a horror movie, then then it's something different. What the, the dude comes back and he tries to kill his ex now? 
So maybe, maybe she fi- falls in love with somebody I, else. And he's trying to kill him. So that's what I'm saying though. You sometimes you can't improve on a classic. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like they don't make and it's funny, like they'll take eighties movies and they'll remake the shit out of them. You know what I mean? But imagine they try to do Gone with the Wind again or uh uh, uh, uh it's a wonderful life again. People would be outraged. <laughs> you know what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? Uh, just, you know, Cas- was it Casablanca? The people right. don't want to see remakes. Like the, the original was good enough on certain movies, yeah. and in certain movies, the movies suck so bad, nobody wants to see a sequel. So, if you have a, a great original or bad original, you don't need to make a remake. You just don't. And then, you know what I mean? If you wanted to do a part two back then, you could have probably gotten away with that. But now you're talking about classic characters, and a lot of them, like, you know, in Swayze's case, are not even alive anymore. So you can't, get, you can't even uh, introduce a cameo into that movie that might be like, oh, there's nothing. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Chief, I did um, not expect you to be so passionate about a dirty dance in a footloose conversation. I have to be honest with you. Well, but you came through for me. I'm not a I've, I've watched Dirty Dancing. It's not my jam. Uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's an interesting movie. You can sit there and watch it and not be irritated that you're sitting there and watching it. But Footloose, <sighs> man, that was my movie back in the day. I mean, I'm a you know I'm an '80s cat. That was my movie back in the day. I love me some food loose, put loose, man. I'd be in the room trying to imitate the, the dance moves you know, at, the, at the end of the drink. They, you know what I mean? Because I always wanted to go to a high school or a school where everybody was a professional dancer. Hey, dude, Largo was pretty close to it, though. <laughs> you know, where we could just right. break out in the dance and then. In the hallway, right? Yeah, man, and everybody would be just perfectly yeah. choreographed. Yes. You know? Do that dance that I taught so, y'all. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah, I don't, we don't need to see no more, man. We 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 need to. If you want to make a new movie, you know, a Step It Up Six, go ahead, man. But you know, okay, just to do another Dirty Dancing. Let's let's not. All right, Jace, you're gonna love this segue too. Speaking of remakes, James Wan, who's done Fast and the Furious films, just as a caveat here, so you don't go rushing for the, you know, tomatoes like Chief did. James Wan is going to be producing a new Knight Rider movie. What is your interest level? Knight Rider movie. You know, I keep asking this question. Is there no one coming up with any original ideas? I understand that this guy's done some good car-related movies, but I mean, this just seems like a stretch. I mean, I understand, like, if you're a director and they say, hey, we got a Knight Rider project for you. You're down, you're like, how much are they paying me? Uh, $3 or $4 million. I mean, I can, wait. I can do a couple weeks for, you know, Knight Rider. But for an audience, you're like, no. I mean, like, I mean, they did the, what was it, the Knight Rider 2000 TV show and nobody yeah. wanted to watch it? Right. And it's like, you want me to spend 20 bucks to go see Knight Rider in theaters? 
it's like what's the end game? It's like Kit's gonna become, you know, his best friend's gonna become the car, and then we're gonna go right off into the sunset or something. Like, no, Kit. I mean, Night Rider works best as a TV show. It's like, it's not gonna work as a movie. So I'm gonna have to save my twenty bucks. I'll buy Mulan on Disney Plus instead. All right, Chief, you got any thoughts on this one? Man, I can't wait till they remake this, man. I mean, you remember how well the, the new television series went when they came out with the Red Knight Rider? Oh, man. Everybody was so pumped. It was it was excellent. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's happened. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe that huh? did happen, man. That did happen. So No, no. No uh, one was pumped for it, though. So. Oh, no one was pumped for it. That is true. That was all. That was all sarcasm and and, and parody right there. Uh, you know, uh, nah, I don't. Nobody's looking for a Night Rider movie, man. Uh, you know, these kids. I mean, next, what are they gonna do? The six million dollar man next? Um, Starring Mark Wahlberg. Come on, get with it. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody cares about no Night Rider movie. These kids <laughs> don't even know what Night Rider is. You know what I mean? Uh, if you did a Fortnite movie, it would be people would come out. Those kids these days would come out and want to see what it was. But Knight Rider Man, Michael Knight. If you watch those, I, I can, you know we grew up on like I said again the '80s. We grew up on those shows. But if you watch them now, you realize like how impractical it was to just have a car do. You know what I mean? Like he just can't monitor the monitor the room. Uh, Michael, there's uh, people approaching. All right, kid, I'm gonna go to the southwest corner of the building and jump. Be down there. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like it just you, you watch nowadays, and even though you still like, ah, it's Night Rider, but it's still you're like, hmm. It's kind of you know, it's kind of it's kind of cheesy now. From when you was you know when you, you were young, like, hey, yeah. yeah, nice and so, campy '80s. We're good. Yeah, like when I watch Buck Rogers, I'm not like, oh, man, these laser blasts look so fake. Because I can't look at it from 2020 standards. But, you know, from whenever it was made, 70s, it, it did the job. I was going to say, where are you watching Buck Rogers? Because I actually would like to sign up for that. I mean, Buck Rogers is a classic. You know, that's something I, <laughs> that's something I go for a remake series or movie on. I miss this. Aaron Gray, right? right? Yes, yeah, sir. I okay. miss this. Can we, could, could we do a flash? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I missed this earlier when I was talking about the Disney deal with uh, Mulan. But Disney announced that Disney Plus has hit its five year global subscriber goal in eight months. Jesus Christ. Uh, a lot of jealousy gunner for getting that stock when he did. Sheesh. They're like, why did we open up the park? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess you can charge family $70 a person as opposed to the subscription. But that's crazy. I mean, you think HBO that Mac is, wow. and all these other streaming services would, would hope for that. Like, even half of it. It's just their five-year goal. Like, hey, guys, we're just going to throw this number out there. Hopefully, we'll hit it in five years. And they hit it in eight months. Well, you know, the great thing about me, like, that's by them picking up that 20th, 20th century license when they did right. and actually having that deal finalized was 
perfect timing because mm-hmm. like, oh, I can watch The Simpsons. And yes, I finally watched X-Men Apocalypse because I'm working from home and I'm like, I would never watch this movie otherwise. But it's like, you know, it, you just say, you know, you, you use two hours of my day off. So, I mean, that was, it's just like they could not, it was kismet on that one. It's just perfect timing and, you know, I'm jealous of them. Good job. Yeah. And they actually have more stuff that I want to watch than pretty much any other streaming service beside Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because HBO Max commercials, like, eh. and Peacock apparently has all the Harry Potter films. And I was like, how is this an incentive for people? Because you're talking about films that were out when people were buying Blu-rays and DVDs. I don't see the selling point of, hey, you can watch it on our streaming service. I'm like, okay. Like, you already own a DVD. It's like unless you say like, hey, we have the extended edition cuts that you can stream that you might not have got on Blu-ray or DVD, that would be the selling point. Like, say like when they were doing, uh, I think it was the HBO Max, like, oh, we got all the friends. I'm like, your friends still don't have the version I saw on DVD that had 26 minutes an episode that had jokes that were not appropriate for TV. Like, you guys don't have that, so why am I going to buy HBO Max either? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, There's guys. no selling point of those. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up right now. So, fellas, who are your nominees for Dummy of the Week? Jason, want to go first? Yeah, you want me to go okay. first? No, I, I'll do this. this is, it's, mine's going to be quick. Right. So, uh, my Dummy of the Week is actually going to be uh, Mr. Uh, Justin Harper. And the reason why is because, like, his. Uh, now ex-wife has a show on netflix called flipping sunset i believe yeah and on the show she decides to divorce it the way she found out about her divorce was through a text message now i understand you know you don't want to have confrontations in this world but i think as an adult we kind of have to be a little bigger than if we're going to break up with somebody you got to do it a little better than text message you know, get the yelling, get the throwing stuff at you, but you got to do a little better than, you know, just doing text messages. Hey, you, dump still. Peace out. So, I mean, he could have done go TikTok, with... so at least he sent a text. <laughs> Down at, hey, the rest of us would have thought, and we would have been like, uh, did he just break up with his wife on TikTok? I think he did. Yeah. Bad luck. But, yeah. Bad luck, but it was funny, though. So, but to, to find out, be it, I know, your uh, ex-wife's uh, new show on Netflix that she got dumb via text gang. You might want to try and step your game up on your breakups, but that's my dummy <laughs> of the week. Good call. Mine is Adam Avon, the AMC CEO who said, we've survived the coronavirus crisis. If you haven't been paying attention to AMC, they lost $561.2 million in the recent quarter due to theaters being closed by Corona. He's optimistic that things are about to turn the corner now. And I'm not seeing too many theaters in the United States opening back up right now. So you, sir, are wrong about surviving the coronavirus crisis, especially when your theaters still are not open. That's my definition. Now, is, is he saying he's, they've survived because they, like Amazon has already picked them up and he's just waiting to cash in the stock? Nah, I man, we're, 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 we survived the worst of it, and now we're about to come out stronger than ever. Hey, man, Chief, me and Chief are going to be the first ones in the theater 
in 2022. I bet. But right now, not so much. <laughs> right. 2022, 2023. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, thank you as always for joining me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Loud's Movie Files has been filed.